there are three cardinal things, three very important things upon which our life as Christians are based. Are you with me? So there are, there are three very important things upon which our lives as Christians are based. The first is the death of Jesus. We need to trace the significance of the death of Jesus. The second is the resurrection of Jesus. And the third is the ascension of Jesus. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. So what is the purpose of the death of Jesus Christ? What is the purpose of the death of Jesus Christ? What is the significance of the death of Jesus? What is the purpose of the death of Jesus? Who can help us? The purpose of the death of Jesus. Anybody to the rescue? The purpose of the death of Jesus. Who can help us? I need an attempt. What did that death accomplish? What is the significance of that death of Jesus? Where is the other mic? Please get the mic. Get the mic. Get the mic. Okay? We need to... These are basics. We can't even establish doctrine until these basics are set in order. And what is the significance of the death of Jesus Christ? Do we have the mic? Second mic. I'll need some contribution from the audience. The significance of the death of Jesus. Uh, Oshas, can you? He's a pastor. So you, you can usher him up here. All right? What's the significance of the death of Jesus? Who can come to the rescue? Ah, this is a serious case. Yes, there's somebody trying to come to the rescue. Can you hand him the mic? Just go straight to the point. The significance of the death of Jesus. Significance of the death of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that until a corn or a seed of wheat falls to the ground and dies, says they abide the alone. The context of that scripture is service. The reproduction of the life of God. The context of that scripture is not consistent with my question. Okay. Thank you. One of the significance is redemption. So we could be redeemed back unto God. Okay. I want you to explain the role of the death of Jesus as it has to do with our redemption. That's what I'm asking. What did it do in achieving that redemption? What is the role of the death of Jesus Christ? Uh, no, if, if there is no contribution that is worthy, I will not continue in this teaching. Because it's significant. Yes. What is the significance of the death of Jesus? The significance of the death of Jesus is... Ah, no, 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 not you. There's, there are some people here. The significance. Because we established in our Bible study before this time... That the spirit realm is legalistic. It's legalistic. Alright? In order for you to transact in the spirit realm, there are legalities that you must subscribe to. One of such legalities is the death of Jesus. It has great significance in the entire landscape, in the procurement of our redemption. We need to understand that. 
Yes. Help us. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Let us know that the wages of sin is death. So Jesus came that scripture is not related to what I'm trying. It's not to find a scripture that has death inside. Are you with me? We are talking about the significance of the death of Jesus in the procurement of our redemption. Praise the Lord. It's a legal pro- provision that, that sustains several integral transactions that is beneficial to our recovery from the dominion of darkness. Now, if we don't understand basics, <laughs> then we, there's a challenge. All right. So who is, who is coming to the rescue? Praise the Lord. Uh, to my own understanding. Not to your understanding. Okay, sir. You don't have any understanding that we want. We, based on the scripture. Okay. Let's say the significance of the death of Christ is to create a path for we Christians to navigate ourselves to the path of the Spirit. You, you, you are, you are, are far away from the requirement. All right, I am very discouraged, but uh, I have to continue my job. Somebody is coming to the rescue. Please help us. Praise God. Yes. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. And also the Bible says, the sin of one man, Adam, brought sin. And the sin of one, Jesus Christ, brought righteousness to mankind. So the significance of the death of Jesus is laid its foundation to make right the wrong Adam did. So that the sons of men can flee from that point. You have 50%. 50%. Now, we need to understand when Adam fell. Because in the spirit realm, the Bible says the first law of the spirit is that whoever you yield yourself as a servant to obey. The servant of that personality you become. So Adam operated and Adam functioned under the instruction, the suggestion of the devil. And because he did that, the action that he carried out made him a subject to Satan. Are you with me? So he sold himself to Satan by reason of the provisions that are in the landscape of the spirit realm. Now, hallelujah. You know that if somebody goes out and drinks beer and gets drunk today, he is not yet addicted to beer. But if he consciously continues to do it, a time comes he becomes a slave of beer. Because the Bible says, whom, to whom you yield yourself as what? Servants to be. Servants of such a personality you become. Now, so the situation we have in the fall of man is a situation of servitude under the tyrannical operations of darkness. Are you with me? Number two. There is a technology that was used in the procurement of our redemption. That technology is called substitution. Substitution is a possibility in the realm of the spirit. It is because substitution is a possibility in the realm of the spirit that somebody is about to die, a witch is about to die. Then they use substitution and kill somebody in place of that witch. And it is valid because substitution is what? It's a possibility. Where? In the realm of the spirit. It is on the provision of substitution that Jesus came to die in our place. So it is logically calculated that we are the ones that died. But you see, in practice, in practice, are you with me? In practice, 
when Paul gives us deep understanding of the protocol of what eventually happened, what actually happened from the standpoint of God's manipulation, what Paul revealed was that by an act of God's authority, he included us in Christ Jesus. So that when Jesus died, we that believe in him, we died. So that death is applicable to us. Do you understand that? Are you with me? Now, before the end of this year, we'll do doctrine. We'll do doctrine, critical doctrine. We'll do all of that this year, before the end of this year. Just not miracles, but doctrine. But this one, this one we're doing today, is so that you can have a doctrinal premise upon which you practice your prayer life. It will give you perspective. It will concretize the realities of your interaction in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Are you with me now? Now, so, in the death of Jesus, when Jesus died, and we were included in his death by an act of the authority of God, we were separated from the fallen creation. You see, in order for you to be part of the fallen creation, you just had to be born into it. Is that true? Like if you give birth to a child, the child is not born again. The child is part of the old creation. Until the child comes and makes a decision for Jesus Christ. Is that true? Now, so when that child makes a decision for Jesus Christ, what happens is that the child is included in the death of Jesus. And as such, that child, by reason of the death of Jesus, is separated from the fallen creation, from the old creation. Now, so the death of Jesus actually orchestrated a termination of the past. Right now, you don't have a past. I know you, some time ago, you were not born again. and There's no record of that in the archives of God. Because what is past, the only past that the Bible acknowledges, that God acknowledges, is when you were baptized to the cross. Because of the death of Jesus was a termination of your previous existence. Your existence began from the cross according to biblical permutation. Now, so the death of Jesus put an end to our featuring in the old creation. It's critical. Did we get it to that point? The, the next important factor in the procurement of our redemption is the resurrection of Jesus. Now, there's a reason why I'm going through all this route. Right? Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. For 15 years now, God said I should dwell in the New Testament. I should not read the Old. I should just be in the New. So I've obeyed. I've remained in the New Testament for about 15 years. And I found a lot of things I would not have been able to find if I did not stay that long. Maybe, I don't know when he will release me to go back, but I've been in the New Testament for 15 years. This is what I found. Hallelujah. Now, can we... Next question is, what is the significance of the resurrection of Jesus? The death of Jesus separates us from the old creation. Separates us from the circumference of the fall. Termination. Separation. Right? What is the significance of resurrection? Resurrection leads us into the new creation. Now, are you still with me? Now, please walk with me. Walk with me. All right? You see, the cross, the cross of Jesus is what we call the great divide. What did I call it? Oh my, I didn't hear you. The great divide. 
Now, so we have the old creation this way, we have the cross in the middle, then we have the new creation this way. Do you understand that? So we were part of the old creation. It is because we are part of the old creation that we had to die. And that death was actualized through the death of Jesus. Are you with me? Now, in order for us to future in the new creation, we have to be resurrected by the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That is to say that if you are not part and parcel of the same thing that raises us from the dead, you are not part of the, old cre- the new creation. Think about it. Is it too difficult for you? We are part of the old. Because we are part of the old, there is a judgment on the entire old creation. And the judgment of the entire old creation is death. And the instrument by which God judges that creation is the cross. So the cross is an instrument of judgment. Bringing judgment to entire landscape of the old creation. Are you with me? So in, because of the cross, given that we are part of the old creation, we were sentenced to death. And that death that was required from us was a death that was paid in Jesus. And God, by an act of his authority, included us in Jesus. So that when Jesus died, we died. So the sentence of the old creation, we have received it in Jesus Christ. Now, in order for us to become part of the new creation, we had to be resurrected, revived by the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So our participation in the new creation is on the strength of resurrection. Now, if I take you through into scripture, we'll waste time. So I just summarize it like this. Exactly. Don't forget that. Your participation, your presence in the new creation is as a result of what? The resurrection. And there's an agency that is responsible for resurrection. Because the Bible says if the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwelleth in you, so it means that there is a spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And the proof that you are being raised from the dead, the proof that you are part of the new creation, is that that spirit has a place in you. If that spirit doesn't have a place in you, you are not part of Christ, you are not part of the new creation, you are condemned by the cross to die. You get that? Now, so we have death terminating the old. We have resurrection making us part of the new. And the great divide is what? The cross. Don't forget that. Now, I need to go further. I need to go further to digress. Hallelujah. I thank God. Now, I'm no longer in Lagos, so... The Bible school people, I will, I will, I'm your lecturer now. I'm one of your lecturers. So that I, I hope, I hope to start a course on doctrine, theology and doctrine. So that, because you see, there's so much illiteracy in the body of Christ. And I'm not saying this boastfully. No, I'm not saying it boastfully. But... God told me that because I was raised in a Christian home that was Bible-based, I'm indebted to the body of Christ. The preservation of truth. Most of my youth life, I spent studying the Bible. In fact, what I intended to do was to cram the entire New Testament. And I had the mental capacity at that time to, because I've not seen a man that crams like me till today. I had the mental capacity to do that. And the Holy Spirit told me that even if you cram it, it, it may not be useful to you because it's letters. That's how I stopped that mission. That was how hungry I was for the truth. 
And so we are going to spend time doing some theology, some doctrine, some balance, so that you become an expert in the word of righteousness. When you become an expert in the word of righteousness, it will be easy for God to give you insight, give you revelation, give you direction. For some people, it's so hard for them to get direction because they have volume, the volume, the access that they have to the philosophy of God that is enshrined in the word of God is limited. So strategy, direction, guidance from the Holy Spirit is very difficult. And that is the situation of the average believer. So the only way we can knock out that epileptic situation is to build the people of God in doctrine. Hallelujah. And so there's a third point. It's a third point. The third point that is so significant in our work with God is what we call the ascension. The ascension. The ascension gives us a new position before Satan. I will explain myself, okay? The ascension does what? Now, what is? What is? Are you still with me? Please come with me. Stay with me. Hallelujah. This is the old creation. The pulpit is the cross. The other side is the new creation. Right? We were part of this because of Adam. And in order for us to be removed from this context, there was only one judgment that we had to subscribe to and to submit to. And the cross held that judgment, which was the judgment of death. And our death requirement was satisfied by Jesus. Because substitution is a possibility in the realm of the spirit. It's logically calculated and accepted that it's me that died when Christ died in my place. Are you with me? So, I have died. So the old creation can no longer lay claim to me. It doesn't lay claim to things that are dead. Only things that are alive and are sold under the fall. So through that possibility, I've escaped the claims of the old creation. And now in order for me to participate in the new, I must be revived by the same spirit that raises us from the dead. And that's why the only proof that you are born again is that the spirit of God tabernacles your heart. Are you with me? So you are in a new creation, a new habitat. That was what the ark of Noah represented, a new creation, a new habitat. Everything is new. Everything is different. Hallelujah. And you may need to study the landscape of the new creation in order for you to understand the context in which God has domiciled our life at this point. And that is why revelation is significant. Because the entire landscape is different from what it used to be. I remember when I went to walk upshore the first time. And they were giving us some lectures. This is how you navigate. This is how you operate. Then I just realized that water is different from land. It's a new environment. And I was not so used to water. So you have to learn the ways of water. They say when you are holding the rope, because the vessel, the vessel is so mighty, and they, you, they bring you with a speedboat. And if it rained heavily, as it always, almost always does in Lagos, the big boat can be doing like The big vessel can be doing like this. So the rope that they let from up, are you with me? That you are supposed to climb, that rope too is doing like this. They say, see, don't, as the rope is moving, you don't move. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Just you time it, and then time the angle, time the time, time, and then when, mm. It's a new reality. That's how the new creation is. You need to discover every landscape. And that's why revelation is, is required. And the reason why the new creation is, is, operates a system of secrecy 
is so that darkness cannot have access to the methodology and the strategy that is captured in the kingdom of light so it will be by revelation even for you you have you, you see darkness cannot have insight into the workings of that which is tied and locked on the life the very life of god and so the access point into that economy is by revelation now god did not stop there god now decided to because jesus did not just die and rise from the dead he ascended hallelujah and when he ascended into heaven because by an act of god's authority were included in him so when he died you died when he was resurrected you were resurrected and when he ascended you what now in ascension what he does is that he gives us a new position how i wish you are hearing what i'm saying i wish he gives you what a new position he doesn't want you to operate from the ground he wants you to operate from heaven and it happens to be that where jesus is seated in the heavens is a place that is superior to the height that principalities and powers operate from are you with me in the spirit realm the man that operates from a higher height commands dominion and so the bible says that jesus is seated in heavenly places far above principalities and what and fortunately for us that is where we are seated now so ascension gave us a positional advantage i know you are not god will help you to see what where i'm going he gave give us what now most times when you confront demons and you confront people that are possessed you confront priests what i call them in thief language huh? those what <laughs> okay when you confront those kind of things when you confront you see most of us come there thinking that you are operating from the ground that's your problem and that's why fear will get into you you are not operating from the ground you are close to the the shadow of death is around you but it's not close to you because your true position is in the heavens and that's where you're operating from and so please don't forget don't think that because you are physically close to something you are near it no you can live with a witch and not know oh my you are not with me okay let's leave that subject since you are still booting i understand you are still trying to boot you can live with a witch for two years and not know it's not proximity that's the matter hallelujah and you live with that witch and you are ignorant of the fact that the person is a witch but the person has not been able to harm you for two years not because the person is not trying the reason is because in the spirit you are far even though you are close now see are you with me god god will have to take you far into the spirit sometimes before you can know what is close to you in the natural all right let's leave that let's leave that. Let's leave that. and so that's what ascension did to us it gave us positional advantage now so this is my script just in case you need to write this is my script i hope you were taking some notes i said death separates us from the old creation resurrection leads us into the new creation ascension gives us a new position in the face of satan you get that statement ascension gives us a new position in the face of satan right then in bracket remember a new position before god is obtained in resurrection in resurrection we have a new position before god but in ascension we have a new position before satan 
Don't, don't forget that. Don't forget that. I'm trying to put these basics in view because we are going to build on these basics. And I don't intend to drag this Bible study for long, but I hope the time we'll be spending together will be able to get those basics so that your prayer life can be put in proper perspective. If you are still with me, say amen. amen. All right. So, resurrection gives us a new position before God, but ascension gives us what? A new position before Satan. Please don't forget that. Ascension is a place of victory. The place of victory. And I need to explain what I mean by that because I came up with that statement as a summary of a lot of scriptures in my studies. I don't... I came up with that. There were a lot of scriptures that I put together and when I view those scriptures in summary of all of those scriptures I now came up with the fact that ascension is victory. Now have you read that scripture that says that we are more than conquerors? What's it mean? We are more than conquerors. We are beyond conquerors. This is my class. This is my lecture today. Is, well, God will help us in the name of Jesus. Say so we are beyond conquerors. That means we are not trying to conquer now. We have conquered and we have gone beyond it. Okay. Alright, look at it. You know, when Jesus, Jesus was still in hell, the Holy Spirit had to disconfit the entire arsenal of demonic presence in order to secure his resurrection. So resurrection was actually a show of the defeat of the devil. And that's the book of Romans chapter 1 where we read yesterday. It is captured in it clearly. That a show of power, the declaration of Jesus' sonship was achieved by a show of power which was sponsored by the Holy Spirit in his activity of raising Jesus Christ from the dead. In fact, it was in the act of resurrection that the Bible reveals that principalities and powers were spoiled. So what required a battle was resurrection. And resurrection was a proof that principalities and powers were what? The Greek word for spoil is aquedomai. Aquedomai means it's a, it's a military term, all right? Military term. Maybe you have an army of 2,000 legionnaires, and I have an army of 12,000 legionnaires. And probably I'm more armed than your army is. And you felt there was no need for us to determine the outcome of that battle on the battlefield, and you decided to surrender hmm? uh, see this surrender has a protocol the aquedomai kind of surrender has a protocol because in that kind of surrender what happens is the commander is stripped naked stuck naked huh? then he goes and he delivers his sword to the captain of the better side and then he lies naked before him so that if that guy wants to take his life so that was a kind of stripping that Satan was stripped in the event of the resurrection. He was stripped and he was naked. And from the time that he carried out the protocol of Aquedoma, he has not been armed since that time. <laughs> he has not been armed since that time. He was stripped naked. If I will ever run, I will not run because of Satan. But you may not have the same view except you have the same kind of light. And that's why in the new creation, you need a torchlight, a light. And that's why the Bible speaks about the eyes of our understanding 
been flooded with light so that you can understand your current context there is every temptation for you to think you are still operating under the old creation and your mind has been calibrated to accommodate realities in the old creation but what revelation does is that it takes you it shakes your foundation it takes you out of the box and gives you perspective that is consistent with the creation that you are captured in in the present time so aquedomite so the point of battle was a point of resurrection so resurrection was actually a statement that was made to the underworld and the cohorts of darkness about the supremacy of jesus and the status of his sonship him being the definition of god the projection of god the express image of god him being the only one that can introduce god to us so that status was fully fully captured by the underworld by hell and his cohorts in a battle that resulted in the resurrection of jesus are we there now so that's not all jesus did not only resurrect jesus also ascended so in ascension you have gone past conquering you are not with me so if you are operating from ascension you have gone beyond the battlefront so you are more than conquerors when you are operating from what ascension please don't forget this sequence now there are a lot of things we are going to build on it because i need to analyze the entire book of ephesians this morning the reason for this analysis is not to show you that i know the bible the reason for the analysis is to solve some doctrinal problems and to bring you into that position where you can exercise what we call authoritative prayer and i hope to digress as we advance in the bible study to solve some doctrinal problems it's not what i want to do is beyond what i want to teach so i will tell you when i want to digress so that you will know that this one is not part of the message and then we'll do that we'll clean up some things here and there then we can come back again to begin to look at the scriptures now the scriptures are full of life and i recommend them because they are true hallelujah they are what now for the purpose of this teaching i may need to mention the name of some churches is it wrong that's just to help your understanding okay okay people are not comfortable with this. <laughs> me i'm free as you see me i'm free but i don't know about you but me i'm free <laughs> all right let's do some permutations quickly please take my note this is i i put this because of the um array of scriptures that began to come forth i had to write a brief summary so this summary is supposed to give us perspective all right it says note the death and resurrection of jesus is holy for our redemption please note that the death and what resurrection that means our redemption was procured on the basis of the death and resurrection of jesus so ascension is not required in the procurement of our redemption do you understand what i'm talking about ascension is required for our warfare but the death and resurrection of jesus is required for what our redemption please don't forget that because i established that in the realm of the spirit the height from whence you operate determine who you can have authority over and jesus is ascended into the heights of heaven and the place where his throne is domiciled is far above principalities and powers now please don't forget that my note death and the resurrection of jesus achieved redemption ascension is not required for the achievement of redemption ascension is required for what our warfare 
Now we cannot teach about warfare in prayer. Warfare as a lifestyle of the believer. There are many metaphors in the scripture that gives us pictorial perspectives about the Christian. One of the metaphors is a warrior. Because the Bible says no man that wore it entangled himself with the things of this life. So the Christian in that scripture is seen and is viewed from the metaphor, the standpoint of the metaphor of a warrior. Now we have scriptures, we have metaphors in the New Testament that depicts the Christian as an athlete. When you see Paul say, I run. I don't want to go into all of that. There are other metaphors that depicts the Christian as a, a bride. In some places, a virgin. So many, so many, so many, so many, so many. But my emphasis today is that metaphor that views the Christian from the perspective of warfare. That is, that is a possibility given a positional advantage which is captured in a century.